Hello, everyone. This is Garrett Staples of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast, your playoff Bengals wildcard edition. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle podcast, season three, episode four. We are going to talk Raiders at Bengals, rule the jungle, playoff football, ladies and gentlemen. It hasn't been since 2015, your AFC North division champs. And now we're talking playoff Bengals. So, I mean, let's get ready to dive into this and just talk about it. And I've went ahead and I've just pulled a a lot from the national media, local media, some important stats, keys to the game, um, the game within the game, and and what to look for, uh, Bengals fans, going into this massive matchup. We all know about the playoff drought, 31 years, and how the Bengals can break that, eliminate this this stigma around the uh, Bengals, which, you know, a lot of these players, pretty much all of the whole roster, they weren't even around. They weren't even playing professional football when uh, when this drought occurred. So this is a brand new Bengals team. Uh, Saturday at 4.30, I will definitely be down in the jungle. So I hope to see everyone, and uh, let's let's just dive right into this. So, like I had mentioned, talking about a lot of national perspective, you know, if you watch Get Up or you watch ESPN, Dan Orlovsky, I, I like a lot of his takes. And leading up to the Raiders at Bengals uh, playoff wildcard game, he had, he had a nice stat, and it was talking about Dan Orlovsky, and he said Joe Burrow's six have-to-have-it games, basically playoff uh, playoff games or the championship game. So going back to the 2019 season with LSU, uh, Alabama, they beat Alabama. Georgia, SEC title. Oklahoma, the semifinal in the college football playoff. Then Clemson for the national championship. Then this season in 2021, basically playoff games just to get to this point to win the AFC North Division uh, Championship and to get a playoff berth uh, in the NFL in the NFL playoffs. So 2020, we're we're talking about beating the Ravens, Week 16. Then coming back into me, this is the game I think that changed from a national perspective, and it had me thinking that. The Bengals can beat anyone. We already saw the Bengals go toe-to-toe with Green Bay. I think if we have a couple more, you know, normally our kicker is very reliable. He hits a kick here or there, we win that game. But when the Bengals beat the Chiefs and put everyone from national media across the country on notice that the Bengals are for real and can beat anybody, week 17. Right, so that's that's just a quick synopsis and a quick review of Joe Burrow, and when it's when it's those have to have it playoff type championship games, and and when it's do or die, you know, you either go like they say, you win or you go home, and Joe Burrow six and zero has not lost one, and let's let's hopefully keep this streak this streak alive. In the wild card game Saturday, 
and beat the Raiders. All right. And then just from another national media perspective, we remember the former player Maurice Jones drew the running back down there in Jacksonville. And I quote, to be honest, I'm going to say this. I have the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, the, the, the national media who normally always picks against the Bengals, they're starting to buy in. And I think when you go toe-to-toe in a matchup that I think you're going to see for another 8, 10 years down the road to decide the AFC conference, who goes to the Super Bowl, hopefully and prayerfully, uh, when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, that was two generational quarterbacks going toe-to-toe, head-to-head. And I'm going to throw a little salt in the game because, you know, I grew up in Maryland and I know all the Ravens fans and how they run their mouths. And I think about, I believe it was about four games it took Lamar Jackson to finally beat Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. You look at Joe Burrow, and that's so impressive to me. His first game... He plays against Patrick Mahomes. He outdoors him. So that, to me, it says the future is bright. And this will be, it'll remind you, I think, of Tom Brady going against Peyton Manning. Those old Colts-Patriots matchups. That's what I feel like it feels like to me when you talk about Chiefs versus Bengals. Bengals versus Chiefs with the quarterbacks that you have in Patrick Mahomes and Joey Franchise Burrow, ladies and gentlemen. And just moving right along, getting to the the local media, here's an important stat. And I, I know sometimes it can be overblown because we think about the, the game with the Chargers at the Bengals, which I, I remember driving down from Maryland and being highly teed off, ticked off after the game. Um, West Coast teams, and especially a dome team, playing in the Midwest, coming back East, playing in these colder conditions. Uh, Paul Derner Jr. had tweeted, the high is slated for 27 degrees. Zach Taylor said on Monday, uh, smiling, it's not a disadvantage. And then we look at Derek Carr. He's a uh, Texas guy, went to college out there, Fresno State in California. And it says, for his cover-in games where kickoff temperature was even 37 degrees or less, he is 0-5 and never scored more than 17 points uh, leading an offense with a passer rating of 78. So let's hopefully have that streak continue. Let's have uh, the Bengals go ahead and get this win because I think once they get this first playoff win, it will catapult them and they can really get on a run here. And hopefully if things just fall right, the Bengals will get a matchup maybe with Tennessee. You know, I think that's a better place to go than something shaking out where you got to go up to up to New England. But we'll see. And then just touching upon one of the only members who have been here on the coaching staff for a while through some of the playoff drought. Uh, going back to the Marvin Lewis tenure was uh, special teams coach Darren Simmons. And what he had to say about Joe Burrow, it, it speaks volumes. 
Bengals coach said, I was around Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton. And I've been in those eras. But he says, Joe Burrow is just a different type, different type of guy, different type of player, different type of dude. Uh, I, I gather the, the ultimate competitor. Okay. And then I'm going to touch upon the injury report. And, you know, being that the Bengals had that game up in Cleveland and they had already clinched after clinched the AFC North division and clinched a, a playoff spot after beating the Kansas City Chiefs, that was relatively a, a bye week the following week up in Cleveland. So the injury report is very light, which is a great thing because you want to have all hands on deck ready for the playoffs. So it's very light. It says Stanley Morgan had a hamstring, cornerback uh, Jalen Davis, an uh, ankle, and tackle Josh Tupu uh, is a knee. So that's the only real significant injury where he is ruled doubtful for this game. All right. And then you, is a little bit of concern, you know, T. Higgins in his foot. And so far, per Paul Danner Jr., and this was uh, Thursday, full practice, looks good, no worries. Uh, uh, for, for Zach Taylor, a few lighter reps, but he's good to go full practice. So that's great news because you want to have the, the three amigos, as you call them, and T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd. You want to have them all at your disposal and firing it on all cylinders uh, to, to have breakout plays coming this playoff game. Um, and then let's just go ahead. And this is part one of episode four of the uh, Welcome to the Jungle podcast. So we'll be right back. And then what I'll touch on is not just the injury report. We'll finish up with that. We're finished with that. But then we'll talk about Derek Carr. We'll talk about the keys for the defense, how to stop the Raiders, and then we'll talk about the keys offensively to get a Bengals win. So right now, this is episode four, season three, uh, part one, and we'll be right back, folks. Hello, everyone. It's Garrett Staples, season three, episode four. Part two. All right. So now we're talking about keys to the game for the Bengals to get this this wild card playoff win uh, for everyone to be happy and for them to continue to move on in this playoff format, NFL playoff format um, in this bracket. So we're talking about the pass rush. Bengals really want to get the front four to do the heavy load, to get the heavy lifting, to get the pressure on Derek Carr and make him uncomfortable in the pocket. So you're talking about our guy, uh, key free agent acquisition, Trey Hendrickson. He's been bringing the pressure off the edge. We're definitely going to need it, and we're going to need to have uh, uh, a party in the backfield between Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, uh, the local fan favorite from Cincinnati. Uh, went to Moeller, I believe, and then also a, a, a great Ohio State Buckeye. They're going to have to get in the backfield and create and generate pressure and get Derek Carr and get keep him off, off schedule, keep his timing, and keep him off rhythm. So make him uncomfortable in the pocket. Make him think about, you know, 
when he's going to step up in the pocket. DJ Reader, those guys, hopefully Mike Daniels, you, you saw a little bit of him against the Browns. He looked very good. Hopefully he that he gets some reps. He gets some uh, some action in this playoff game because he looked excellent in Cleveland. Okay, so the front four, your defensive line, your defensive ends, your defensive tackles, they have got to be present. They've got to be generating pressure. And then let's just take a look at the injury report for the Raiders. So Josh Jacobs ribs. Um, then you're looking at for the Raiders, Jonathan Hankins, a former Ohio State Buckeye. Hey, I, I hate to say it, folks. I'm a little bit of a homer when it comes out. I'm a huge Buckeyes fan. I'm, uh, you know, I was down in Cincinnati for a little while, but I actually am up here in Columbus. Um, he is, he has a knee injury. And then we're talking about tight end Darren Waller. Knee. Now that's huge because that is one of Derek Carr's. That's been one of his top targets. He's one of the. When you look at stats for tight ends, Darren Waller. He is it. He's had a heck of a season. So that's going to be a key guy that the defense and Lou Anarama will have to key on and make sure to have coverage on to get to stop him and, and contain him and and don't let him go off during this game. Uh, and wreck this game, uh, Darren Waller. And then just some key things, because I didn't know if you know, but talking about Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Paul Denner had mentioned, and I, I'll just uh, quote him, he said that Brian Callahan has been instrumental to the Bengals' rebuild of their roster, which is interesting to me. Because I also think about Duke Tobin, where I've, I've had an episode, you know, just devoted to Duke Tobin and his ineptitude to draft offensive linemen, um, adequate offensive linemen. So to me, that's interesting. I learned something as far as Brian Callahan and him also being integral in the rebuild of this roster for the Bengals. So that's very interesting. Then he also goes on to say Zach Taylor's right-hand man is Brian Callahan, and that leads up to the Denver Broncos asking to interview Brian Callahan for the now vacant job since Vic Fangio has been fired, and now they're asking to interview Brian Callahan for the head coaching position out in Denver. So that's interesting, and that just it caused a chain reaction so we all know the offensive coordinator, the LSU coordinator that Joe Burrow was paired with when they went on that magical season to win the national championship. Um, Joe Brady, he was fired from uh, the Carolina Panthers. So you think if Brian Callahan goes on to be the head coach at Denver, then you just insert Joe Brady and you have that natural chemistry, Joe Burrow and... Uh, Joe Brady down there in Baton Rouge when they won the national championship. So that's that. And then when you look at the COVID injury list for the Bengals, it's great to hear Von Bell, Trey Hendrickson, BJ Hill, Trey Hopkins, Joe Mixon, Larry Ogunjobi, Quentin Spain, all active, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. And then another thing for the defense Josh Jacobs, your run fits. You you have to stay stay in your lanes. Uh, don't give the cutback lanes 
Linebackers have to be aware that your backside linebacker has to stay disciplined and not just run towards the mess because you can get clogged up in that. And Josh Jacobs, I, I have a very, a very high regards for. He has the ability to cut back and, and take it for a long distance. That can hurt you. So the stopping the run, especially in the playoffs, it, it, will, it will be a key. It will be a key to making the Raiders offense and making Derek Carr one-dimensional and putting everything on his arm. And we all know that Derek Carr has not been effective in cold weather. Uh, being a Southwest uh, Southwest guy from Texas, playing out in California, and, and being a dome team that normally dome teams, if you look at the record, when they go outdoors, uh, come playoff football time up north, they don't fare well with this weather. Okay, and then moving right along the keys offensively. You think about Joe Burrow. He has been in playoff-type games to get the Bengals into the playoffs. When you talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, I look at that as a playoff game. The uh, the Ravens beating them, that was a playoff game. Um, But uh, your first official playoff game, the best thing to do for a young quarterback to get him settled, to get him comfortable... Feed Joe Mixon the rock. Establish the line of scrimmage offensive line. Uh, Frank Pollock, offensive line coach, guru. Establish your offensive line in the trenches. Win up front. Get it into to third and manageable. You don't, even though this offense is explosive, it's a lot easier and it's hard to game plan when you're in third and two, third and one, where you don't know you can mix it up. You can either run it or you can either pass it versus when you get in the long down and distance, third and five and longer, where you know, for the most part, now that Raiders defensive front with Yannick and Gakwe and uh, Crosby, those defensive ends, now they know that they're just pinning their ears back and they're coming to pass rush. So that's what you don't want to do. You want to be early in the change and the down and distance third and two, third and one, so you can mix it up. Keep the defense on their heels as far as what you're going to call. You look at that uh, last pat, uh, last game for Mixon, I believe it was 30 carries, 123 yards rushing. I feel in this game it's going to be cold weather. You're talking about some snow flurries in the forecast. This is a game where you're going to want to establish the run. Get Joe Barrow comfortable. Play a little bit of keep away. Uh, offense can't hurt you if they're on the bench and, and they can't get in rhythm if you're winning the game in the time of possession and you take the lead and take the air out the clock. Those are definitely keys to winning. And then you can play action and hit your wide receivers down uh, downfield and, and, and just kind of keep it mixed up to where the defense doesn't know how to attack you and they're, and they're basically reacting on their heels. And then when you think about the Raiders' defense and how aggressive it is, the quick passing game will be key, whether it's running screens, sometimes even maybe a handoff, a jet sweep uh, that you've seen a few times to Jamar Chase or to um, Tyler Boyd. You know, those are things you, you want to keep in mind. And then I think about establishing your, your big guys over the middle, C.J. Uzama, You're talking about T. Higgins, getting those guys, getting them touches, getting them involved early. That is key. 
So my, my takeaway for this game is right now you got a young Bengals squad. The Raiders uh, haven't been in the playoffs for a while. Even though uh, Derek Carr, he has been in the league for a little while. But I look at it like this. You've got a home playoff game. You're in the jungle, rule the jungle. You go, you've got everything going for you. You've got cold weather. You've got Derek Carr that has a 0-5 uh, uh, record, I believe. I mentioned earlier, uh, when it's 37 degrees or less, which we are slated for probably anywhere from the 30s with snow showers in Cincinnati, in the jungle, in one Paul Brown Stadium. So those are my keys, and I, I explained that to you. So no turnovers. The Bengals have done well since the, you know, you look at the Chargers and 49ers games, playing clean football. Do not turn the football over. Take care of the football. Play solid defense. Stop the run. Do not give any big plays up on the back end. Get Joe Mixon involved. Joe Mixon needs to be over, he needs, I say, at least to be 20 carries or more mixed in with a, maybe a P. Ryan and Chris Evans. But Joe Mixon needs to go over 100 yards to win this game. Because you want to have a little bit of ball control because when the running game is going, it gets a young quarterback in rhythm. Then he can take shots here and there. He doesn't have to force it. And that's a great way to take care of the football. It's a great way to win time of possession. It's a great way to break this drought of 31 years. If you didn't know, uh, Mr. Icky, one of my favorite Bengals, Icky Shuffle, Icky Woods, he will be there. Uh, he'll be a ruler of the jungle, and he will be at the game. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's break this streak Saturday at 4.30. I will be down there at the game with my tickets with other my, my other Bengals buddies and down there in Bangledom. Uh, in one Paul Brown Stadium. I'm excited. I feel like this team can really go on a run. I'm not thinking about just this game. I I know it's one game at a time, but I say we get this win up under our belt and we go on a run, and I feel like we can get to Los Angeles to the Super Bowl. So that's a a wrap for Season 3, Episode 4 of the Welcome to the Jungle podcast, and I'll be following up with you after our playoff win, Bengals fans. Hootie!